You got your mama's sunshine. You got your daddy's rain. You're like a piece of heaven in a hurricane. Hey there, welcome to this week's podcast. It is Thanksgiving week. Hopefully you guys are uh, having a good week. I, I hope that uh, I hope you have good plans. I hope that you know you're able to see family, see friends. Uh, this whole week is about being thankful. I was I was thinking about um, you know you ever have those moments where you lay in bed at night, you're not quite tired enough to sleep, and uh, you start thinking about you know, what you have, um, or, or you, or you, or you go the other way, you start getting anxious right. about, you know, uh, about things you're unsure of. And, and I was just laying in bed the other night and I was just thinking, you know what? I'm fortunate. I have healthy family. I have a roof over my head. Uh, I have enough food. Uh, speaking of food, I was thinking about this. How funny is it that Thanksgiving is, um, the holiday that is built around being thankful for what you have, and then you just go nuts and you just gorge yourself. You go crazy. <laughs> right, right. Isn't that America, though? Yeah. We always overdo things, right. whether it be Christmas. Your mother, I mean, your kids, when they have a birthday mm -hmm. party, she doesn't bring two gifts, three. She yeah. brings like nine gifts. We know. And yeah. I always go, what are you doing? <laughs> we overdo things. But thinking about we, it. We rented a storage we, just for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Thanksgiving, when I say the word, many things come to mind. So I'm going to ask you the question. When we hear the word Thanksgiving Day, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Family. Family? Really? Yeah, I me. thought everybody say food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, I think food and family, it's like cohesive. Well, pumpkin yeah. pie would probably be next, yeah. And yeah, football. football. <laughs> Football's yeah, on football. there, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we're looking forward to it. Uh, for our listeners today, I had surgery two days ago on my wrist. I think the anesthesia is still upon me. <laughs> I'm having a hard time thinking a little bit here. My throat's kind of, I guess they do something during surgery. They put you out and my throat's kind of real They raw. put you out for that? Uh, they did. Wow. They did. They did. So, I mean, I'd uh, rather be put out for that. I, I didn't want to be. I, oh, really? I don't mind them cutting on me. I really? just, uh, anyway, long story huh. short, if I kind of lose my train of thought, everybody will understand why. But you know what? It seems like we are pros in America, especially, to taking simple holidays or whatever it is and complicating them. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, I really feel led to give someone a word out there today. You might be young, married, or you might be in any situation, and you've got four places or three places to go on Thanksgiving to make everybody happy. You've got to be here at this time, and you've got to be there at that time, da-da-da-da-da. I'm just going to kind of tell you right now, that, you know, you need to just decide that you can't please everyone. And so, you know, draw some boundaries and say, here's what we can do. Here's what we're not going to do. Or we're going to drive ourselves crazy mm. and put unadded stress in our life. Right. So I was, that's a word for somebody out there right now. Well, be free. Be free. And then, you know, whatever you do decide to do, make the, make the most of the time. I mean, yes. it's how often do we get together and we're not really engaged with each other? We're not right. really having On good conversations. On our phones. Right, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was thinking about, um, you know, that the other day. I was actually listening to Joe Rogan's podcast. He was talking to uh, The Rock. It was a pretty good one. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> oh, like the, they've been kind of beefing a little bit. I know. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was actually, uh, I thought they were going to talk about that, but they didn't. Anyway, uh, I was listening to it, and they were talking about how, 
uh, rare it is for people to get together and just have conversations. And so that's what makes a podcast unique. And I was thinking, how sad is that? Like, right. like this should be normal. We mm-hmm. should be able to go and have conversations and sit down and talk to each other mm-hmm. when we do. Um, you know, how often it's, and it's okay to have football on, that's fine. But like it, how often do we just turn the TV on and not right. talk to each other? Oh, how often cell do phones, cell, cell phones, phones, right? Yeah. Like the kids uh, are on, you know, their games. And let and, me ask you this. Are we ever going to have any regrets looking back going, you know what? My great grandparents or whatever, they were there and I was on my phone all the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't spend the time I should have. You know, we're teaching our kids right now. And I think this is an important skill. Um, we just, my wife uh, caught on to this. She said, she noticed children aren't engaging adults very well anymore. Hmm. Um, and so we've taught our kids to, uh, we're teaching our kids, I should say, to say thank you. And, you know, yeah. uh, we, we had it all of sit there and rehearse. Thank you for having <laughs> me over to your house, you know, Mr. <laughs> right, 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 right. Mr. So-and-so, Mrs. Uh-huh. So-and-so. So uh, we're trying to teach them to engage because kids aren't doing that anymore. No, Have you ever not. been to a house where, like, the kid just doesn't even look no. at you? Or they no. just go out and, and play. And how weird yeah. is that? It's like weird. when the kid comes yeah. over, you're like, they didn't say anything yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Does that kid hate me? No, it's <laughs> and, and and my friends are good. I mean, my uh, it seems like all my friends are doing a good job at teaching their kids, but I do see some kids uh, occasionally where I'm like, man, like, do they ever look at, up off of the screen? Right, you know? and yeah. and it's sad. And so again, I know this is kind of the banging the same drum, but um, I, I guess the biggest thing is as adults. We should be the example. examples. Yes. Yeah, you know, I've, I've become an expert watching or having the football game on with no sound. Mm. I, I, you do that too. Yes, I, <laughs> because when my girls come home and everybody's, you know, everybody except Tessa and Danny are going to be in uh, home. And so Tiffany will go, do, you know, can I go, can I leave it on? You know, and yeah. get the volumes down. And she goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's just like. <laughs> so I did right. I I, I, walked, I become a pro at it. Right. Tom, I thought I was the only one that did that. My I, wife is always asking me, why do you have no sound on? Right. <laughs> I, I can get it because it just takes a few minutes to catch up. Well, sports on the back on in the background, that can be a conversation piece too. You can yeah. bond over that. You know, it's fun to sit with, down with the guys at, at you know, Thanksgiving or whether it's yeah. a Sunday. I remember dad. Uh, I used to tell my I tell my wife, I go, Tiffany. Other people are enjoying this too. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys, right? It's for the guys. Yeah, Yeah, and I get it. I go, we'll engage and then we'll look over and yeah. Yeah, well, I I just think, you know, being thankful for family is huge and and just really, I I have this anxiety right now, uh, intense anxiety. It's a real thing about my kids growing up too fast. Um, and I know it's weird, but like they're no, it's not weird. They're little and they, it's just enjoy it now. My, my, my seven year old was two. Yes. Yep. yesterday yeah you know what i mean and, and so i'm i'm just have this anxiety about it but yeah just what you just said um the fix for that is to be present is yes. to enjoy them is to hang out with them I, the other night uh it was it was bedtime the kids were about to yeah. go to bed and uh they didn't have school the next day it wasn't a big deal my little one brings out uno cards and she says can we play this right now oh man and we said yeah let's yeah. play yeah because it engages you it ended with her bawling because she didn't win but you know what it was still <laughs> really the, you know what though josh well, we have to also learn our children's love language mm-hmm. i'm a big fan of this love language thing yeah really big for example Romy, that's your littlest one. Mm-hmm. She loves your mother. The other day she <laughs> said, I want to go back home with you. I want to go back home with you. And she was at her dance lessons. And it's funny hearing Debbie tell this. She said her dance lessons, there wasn't many people there. And so she kept looking around to make sure that uh, Nana was watching yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she wanted yeah. to know where she was at every yeah. moment. And I said to Debbie, I said, you know what? Romy's real close to you. I said, she's not that close to me. She says, because you never spend time with her. Mm. I spend time with her all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing for Debbie 
to be found sitting on the floor with Romy for two to three hours, yeah. sitting there yeah. playing dolls with her, on and on. Yeah. Incredible. It makes and a difference. I just say that to any grandparents listening today. You have an important role. I mean, my wife, when, when those kids come, she checks out. Mm. She is there for those kids for the full duration. And uh, I'm kind of saddened in my heart some, for those of you who don't have good parents that can play that role. Of ours, important. Some friends of ours were talking about that recently, about how uh, the grandparent of theirs would sit down on the floor and play with their kid and how much it meant to them and, and how uh, another set of parents on the other side didn't do that as much. And the kids, like you said, they just weren't yeah. bonding right. as well. You, you know, know, I think words are important. And I, I think, you know, as you spend time with people, sometimes you don't realize how much your words can impact. We're, 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 in, we're, we're getting into the throes now of purchasing a home in Nashville. And so I was talking to a real estate agent, and I had my son-in-law in the text. And I, and I told him, he goes, hey, Tom, could you make a day trip back here? And I go, well, I don't need to because my son-in-law, who's more of a son to me, and I trust Danny 100%, can speak for me. Mm. So my da- daughter called me. She goes, Dad, you know, that meant so much to Danny. That you told mm. somebody that, you know, it was just, but yeah. for me, it was no big deal. That's a good word for in-laws. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I was just sitting there going, no, I trust him. I don't need to come back there because Danny can speak for me. You know, and I believe, but, but that's how I feel about it. In-laws, Tom can make or break uh, a marriage too. They can, you know, yeah, um, can. makes a big difference yeah. when, when you're connected to yes. the in-laws. Well, well. It, it's sometimes, I mean, we all know the power of life and death in the tongue. Yeah. And sometimes it's just saying it because people may not hear it. You might think, ah, oh, they hear that all the time, but. They don't, and sometimes yeah. they just need to hear it. And they'll always be your kids, and your grandkids, it's the same thing. Uh, we have the two little ones, and then we have three grown ones. Yeah. And I realize that uh, for a couple of them, their love language is spending time with me. Yeah. And so you have to figure out that love language. I'm, I'm a slow learner. I'm starting to see with Romy now. You've got to spend time with her. Yeah. Olive mm-hmm. is just sweet as can be all the time. Mm-hmm. Romy can can be brutal with you if she uh, wants to. She can to be. be rough, but you know what? She's also the most loving. She she uh, <laughs> uh, Olive is even kill. You know the oldest one. She's even kill, and she will always be happy. She'll always be stoked. But Romy, she's the one that won't let you leave without giving her a hug. Any oh, case. she won't. She, she won't. won't let you leave. She'll That's chase sure. you out of it. She'll she chase does it all the time. you out into the yard and say, "Roggy yeah. kiss." You yeah. know. That's and, awesome. And so yeah, they just have intense emotions. But well, you know what's one thing that. I think it's cool, Dad. I was just thinking about this: is 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 when you see the grown adult grandchildren wanting to come spend Thanksgiving oh, yes. with you. Yes. That's a big deal. Well, Josh, one of the biggest uh, thrills for us was last year. It was some holiday, and all the grown grandkids came to spend mm-hmm. the whole day with us on the holiday. Mm-hmm. Now the parents couldn't come. They all came. They now they've all got boyfriends, girlfriends, and a husband. They mm-hmm. all do now, and so and and it seems like we're being blessed because. The uh, ones they're marrying love us as much as they do almost. They all call us Nana and Papa. <laughs> and so they came up and spent the whole holiday with us all day long. Parents couldn't come. And it was really an honor. It was really a cool thing to see that happen. Definitely. And maybe we're speaking a word to the, some of the older people listening today. You know, you got to put time into your grandkids. Mm. And, you know, Pastor, and I think something you've uh, exhibited by behavior is... Um, I'm in a stage where everything that I'm doing and planning is for grandkids, and I don't have any grandkids yet. Mm. Our next house, where we're getting it, how we're living on a compound together. You know, I told Tiffany, I go, it's less about us than about them now. You realize we're all breaking the mold here. We're white. 
<laughs> and, and white families aren't always close forever. <laughs> uh, I was just like, wait, Hispanic, where are you going with this? <laughs> like, what, what are you talking Hispanic about? Hispanic families blow me They're away. They're loyal, yeah. And they, I have envy for, for some of their family uh we're breaking the mold man i'm telling you you, we're breaking that white uh, people mold and keeping these kids together at church man when when uh i'm asked to pray for a hispanic child or whatever i mean the whole troop comes back the aunts and the uncles and the grandmas and the grandpas they all come for that prayer Mm -hmm. yeah and that's really cool i think we're saying something today to the older people out there that if you do have grandkids spend time with them make them a priority and what you said a second ago you know where we live at is all focused around our grandkids yeah I live at a place where in Bakersfield, my house in Bakersfield has a pretty good backyard. Right now, I think you probably know about it, but the girls are asking me for chickens. Mm. And so I promised them I'm going to get them three chickens <laughs> okay. uh, because chickens make good pets for those that don't sure, have them raised sure, on a sure. farm. Yeah. And they got three chickens. They got a play area. They have a swimming pool. They have a playhouse. They have everything. And so a lot of our decisions we're making in our older age are centered around our grandkids. Yeah. And the little ones, especially right now. That's cool. Anyway, going on with this Thanksgiving thing, uh, in the church even today, are are we struggling with a a sin of ingratitude? Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, uh, worship time, I believe, is structured by God uh, to be a time where we can go and visibly and audibly show Mm -hmm. our appreciation to Him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a time that we set aside, just say, let's take 20 minutes and let's just show to our God how much we love him and appreciate him. And there's a lot of people that can't do that. They come in, they stick their hands in their pocket. I'm not Mm. going to sing. I'm not going to show any kind of emotion at all. I'm not going to raise my hands, which that's give or take. Um, But I think that uh, the whole church idea, I've seen it differently over the years. I used to think going to church was just something we did for ourselves. Right. But now I truly believe that going to church on Sunday is showing God that he's important yes. to us. I think when we set aside one day a week and go, nothing's going to get in my way. Today's the day that I'm going to set aside to get the kids up, get their breakfast, get them showered, get clothes on them, and we're all going to go to church, and we're going to do that every uh, Sunday, one day a week, and we're doing it to show God that he's number one in our life and he's important. Mm. And I think God sees that. And I'm going to allude to some other things. I think a lot of it has to do with change to that in a moment. We've gone, we just gone, gotten to the habit of going through the motions, you know, even Thanksgiving, it's like Thanksgiving, like you said, like it isn't always about being present, but it's like the thing that we have to do or Christmas is the thing that we have to do, you know? Um, And I think church has become that for a lot of people, like it's going through the motions, you know, it's like, and so instead of being present and engaging in the thing that's happening, we're just kind of going, showing up and not actually engaging in what's actually happening. And that's yeah. a big deal. You talked about things going fast. You know, I remember, I remember when I first had my kid and you told me, well, I think both of you guys at one point had told me, um, you're just going to go so fast. Your kids are going to, it's going to be. And what's so cool is that, yes, it starts going fast. The anxiety is where I woke up the other day where was planning summer. I'm like, Huntington's a senior this summer. <laughs> that's insane. You know, like how did we get here? But being present with them has slowed a lot of that time yeah. down. And it's so cool because I'm able to like, go back and think about the times that I've been present with him and all the trips that we've done and all the, th- and that's made time go. So like we fit a lot in into a little bit of time and that, and that made me feel good. But the same thing with Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving can be a great slow feeling. If you're present, if you're engaged in conversations, you make memories, same thing with church. You if go. you're present, you're slow, you're engaged. Yeah. You make, you make you, those you memories. You just said something, make memories. And I was going to, going to, step in here and, and say something about yeah. that. And then you said it. 
take a lot of pictures. For mm-hmm. example, the last two or three uh, Thanksgiving uh, dinners and, and, and celebrations, I don't remember taking any pictures. Mm-hmm. I am recommitting to taking pictures at, at every single family thing. Now that your hands you want messed up. My hands. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go back to something else, too. My mind is starting to wake up. What if we did make a priority about going to church and we said, you know what, I'm going for several different reasons, but the number one reason I'm going to church is to show God Mm. that I honor him. Mm. Now, in that frame of mind, if you go to church and the worship was bad that day, the sermon wasn't good, that wasn't your main priority for going anyway. Right. Your main priority is to show God that he's important to you. Not that those other things aren't important. They are. But man, if we'd restructure stuff and refocus on different mm-hmm. uh, priorities, it might make a big difference. I'm so excited about or just our congregation in general. We're, we're planning this Thanksgiving feast that we had um, on the agenda. And I was telling Josh this last week, over 200 volunteers showed up to our volunteer um, for, for this Friendsgiving. 200 people showed up because they want to be actively a part. And then this morning we had a group of people show up to start moving the chairs out and stacking tables and it's so cool because their part, like you said, like they're slowing their time down by being engaged in what the church yes. is doing. And we're, we, we plan to feed over 2000 people that day. And it's so cool that the church wants to be involved. And it's been a blessing to watch people take the time out of their day, take the time. Kids yeah. came down today, high schoolers, cause they're out of school, take the time out of their schedule to be, make, Vince, make an Vince, impact in other what, people's what, lives. What if only 500 show up? Oh, it's still, it, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. more blessed to give than receive. Yeah. The people serving is going to get such a blessing oh, out yeah. of this. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many shows up. Right, well, and and for what, sure. And, and it's based off of uh, how you kind of built the church. And originally, it, it, it was based always on serving. Mm-hmm. We were talking uh, before you got here. Uh, Tom and I were talking about uh, the, the time that we marched to City Hall to uh, be, a, be a, a voice for the homeless. Be a voice for the homeless. Being able to, to feed them to feed in the park. park. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is pretty wild. Um, but you know, it, it, it's it's something that we're called to do together, and I think that that's like that's that's the mentality of it. It's not just about what you're doing; it's about who you're doing it with. Mm. And that's to me, that's what church is. Um, also, yes, it's for God. Number one, I agree with you, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but number two is it's for each other and it's a commitment to each other and saying, Hey, we're in this together. We're, we're together in following God. We're not perfect. Uh, when I think about church, I don't think it's a place where you have to show up being perfect. I think of Brian Welch who showed up high on drugs, right? And then he gave his life to the Lord and, and he really did give his life to the Lord and it changed the whole trajectory of his life. And so, you know, if, if you're out there and you think church, I don't belong there. Those, those aren't my, I'm not like those people. They're not like me. I, I'm not good enough to be there. I'm not a, uh, you know, what you call a Christian person all the time. I believe in God or whatever, but come Josh, come. Right. Because, yeah. but, but, because, but, but in, 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 in relation to what you just said, how many churches are not structured? They're not structured in such a way that a Brian Welch would have stayed there long enough to get saved. Yeah. They would have, they would have spotted him coming in the door. Yeah. You could see he was probably high. He had a hooded sweatshirt on. Right. And they would probably, now again, I'm going to be very careful. A lot of churches, not all churches, not the majority, but a lot of them would have looked at him and stereotyped him and made him feel so uncomfortable that he would not come back again. Mm. Something was said in that movie, that Greg Laurie movie, where the daughter uh, went in and told her dad, this is the reason your church isn't growing mm. because you're not making it 
uh, friendly right. to those yeah. kinds of people. I like the idea of come as you are, right? Yeah. It's such a cool idea. I would like to add something to that. Come as you are, leave as you could be, right? Mm. Leave as uh, with, a, with a vision of, of being somebody else, of being the person, not, not somebody that's different than who you are, your roots, somebody who's closer to who you are, to your, your roots, somebody right. who the, that God created you to be. That, that's the thing. Like when we talk about change, we're not talking about changing you from who you are. We're talking about changing you to be the person you were always supposed to be, right? Yeah, I, I agree it's so much because I do believe in church being grateful to God, you know, and, and I do believe the Bible says, devote yourself to prayer, be watchful mm-hmm. and thankful. Mm. Yeah. And, yes. and so, so as you're there, I do believe that uh, you have opportunities and relationships are something that I hope people are grabbing onto. Vince and I were standing at church yesterday mm. and a couple young couple came up, really good looking couple. When I say good looking, they're young, fit. And I gravitated to the guy and I invited him to a Bible study because he's young and he's fit. And I wanted to get him to know Blake. And so I, we exchanged numbers. And so then he texted me this morning and goes, do we have to wait till Thursday? I go, no, let's meet today. That's cool. And, yeah. and, 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 and so it, it, it's those relationships that, like you say, leave as you Right, you know that you could be, and it's just sitting there, and it was it was a great relationship, and I think as you get there, I mean, relationships are something that I think if people, you know, like Pastor Ron says, invest into your grandkids and your kids, but I think as you invest into others, yeah, there are so many. Well, we know that it helps with your physical health. Yeah. It helps with your mental health. You know, we're meant to do this. We're better together. So as you're able to do life together, it brings in this relationship. And that's why I love being around young people, Mm -hmm. older people, because it allows you to pour into them and them to pour into you. I mean, without the younger people around Mm me, I ran into a kid at the gym this morning and um, he's a friend of my son-in-law's and I played football in Texas A&M. And he goes, so where do you do a Bible study at? And I go, I gave him, you know, I, and I just told him I met with this other young man he would like. And, and I love these young guys because they're the next generation. Yeah. And if they got a heart for God yeah, and they're willing to come, what an, what an amazing thing to be thankful for because you are passing this on to the next I generation. I love that you mentioned um, connection. I mean, obviously that's the base of Thanksgiving. Like if you go yes. back to why we get Thanksgiving, you know, yeah. you know the story of the pilgrims and the Native Americans came together and they, they had community together, right? And mm-hmm. so, one, you know. One the, had something, the other didn't. Well, yeah, the, the Native Americans taught the pilgrims yeah. how to to make food, right? Yeah. So har- like farm. make corn, farm, mm-hmm. yes. And so it was a big deal. And so I love that, Tom, as you talk about uh, relationships, like we should be coming together with our strengths and weaknesses and encouraging one another. Like you said, Josh, like, yes, we're there for God, but also the gifts that God has given us, we should be using those gifts to encourage one another. That's why even like with the friends giving thing, yes, it's about the food, the food's there, but it's also, we, we told people, if you don't have a place to come, if you don't have community yeah. come, cause it isn't just yeah. for the mill. It's to meet people that you haven't met. You may not, you may be out there and you feel all alone, that events for you. And, and we would never want anybody to not. And some of you guys you've adopted in your own family, your Thanksgiving is um, a bunch of different people that are not even your family members. Yeah. You invite them over your house because you want them to have connection. Yeah. And that's huge. Yeah. And going back again, and I can't get my mind off of it. I'm stuck on that idea of when Brian Welch came mm. the first Sunday, he was in the front row. For some of you who don't know Brian Welch, he was, uh, he's a member of the rock group corn and, uh, he came, sit on the front row. I believe he kept his hood on the whole time. I preached at the end. He raised his hand uh, for salvation. 
But I received a call from this campus we're at today, Northwest, a few weeks ago. They said a, a guy was coming in off the streets, and uh, he was coming in and sleeping. And they said, you know what? We told him, you can't just come here and sleep. And they had told him to do some things. They found a home for him or someplace to get help. Said he refused to take our advice. Now he just comes to sleep. So should we tell him that he can't do that? And I said, no, 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 no. I said, if he's coming, and even if he's sleeping in the back corner, if he's not bothering anybody, right. let him be. Yeah. He's in a warm building. Mm-hmm. He's probably hearing more than you think he's right. hearing. But he didn't take our advice. That That's okay. Mm. He didn't want to take our advice. There's right. a reason that he's coming to a church. There yeah. is a reason. Let him come. That yes. might that might be one of the pillars in the church uh, yeah. 10 years from today. Yeah. And he'll look back and say, man, they let me come. Right. They, 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 they gave me a, a brown bag on the right. way out, on yep. and on and on. But going back to uh, Thanksgiving, uh in the old-fashioned church, we didn't just, uh, you know, give God praise during the worship time, but we also had something, and I'm not so sure we shouldn't bring some of these old practices back. But like once a week, I think it was on a Wednesday night, might have been a Sunday night because we had Sunday night services then, but we'd have something called testimony service. Mm. And it would be a time where we'd say, we're having testimony service tonight. And it'd be 30 minutes long and people would stand up and say, I want to praise God for this. He did this for me this week. And everybody go, hallelujah, amen, praise God. They'd sit down, next one pop up. I want to thank God for this. This this happened, they'd give it a little God story. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure we shouldn't do that again. It was kind of you know, cool. It, what I've learned uh, even more so recently is those cheesy things that you do, those like things that seem like you're going through the motions, sometimes they, ha- they carry actual weight, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, we were going through uh, the other night. Uh, actually, just last night, and we were talking to the kids about what they're thankful for, and what the little one said, I forgot, and we all kind of laughed and, and giggled and stuff, but we went around and talked about it, and, and you know, we forget to do those things because we think, oh, it's cheesy. It doesn't really matter. We don't have to. We all know what we're thankful for, but if we actually go through those motions, sometimes mm-hmm. it, 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 it builds, it, first of all, it instills mm-hmm. this uh, mindset in your children, but it also, it challenges the adults, too, mm-hmm. because I'm sitting there thinking, no, wait, wait. What am I thankful for? Right. You know, I, yeah. I, I can't just. You just showed me a funny video. What's Hilarious that? video. You showed it to me before the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, remember when we used to make real cheesy videos <laughs> yeah. that were funny? Yeah. yeah. Was that, was that. Well, that's how the, that's how Easter, if people wonder how Easter got to where it's at. <laughs> yeah. It started with funny started videos with on, yeah. e- on, on Easter and, and it went from Well, there. real quickly, I want to read a verse, Psalms 50, 23. But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. Hmm. If you keep my path, I'll reveal to you the salvation of God. Hmm. And here God says that giving thanks should be a regular thing, ongoing thing. Yeah. I mean, I know it's customary. We didn't do it. I was gone last Sunday, but to give a Thanksgiving sermon on the Sunday before Thanksgiving, but then you don't hear any more about that usually till the following Thanksgiving. Um, so I think there's something more that we need to uncover about giving thanks to God mm-hmm. that brings real, real focus to our Christian life. Uh, you know, Merlin Carruthers has two books. These were written years ago. I don't even know if they're still in print. They are. Power and Praise and Prison to Praise. Yeah. And he talks about the power of giving thanks. Mm. And I just kind of, a, a, and I haven't read these books for years, but kind of a cliff notes of what he says in these two books. He teaches people, because it says in Thessalonians that in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. 
And so, for example, he says, I have had somebody come up in the prayer line and they started crying and said, my daughter's out stripping right now. She's in L.A. and she's stripping and I don't know what to do and you need to pray for her. And Merlin Carruthers stopped her and says, I'm going to challenge you with something. Start giving praise to God right now for the fact that she's probably right where he can speak to her at now. And it's not his will for her to, to strip. We know that. But give him praise that he's more powerful than that environment she's in. Give him praise that he's still on the throne, that he's still in control. That, that's the reason you're going to praise him. And he gave story after story after story and how that God began to work in circumstances when these people released praise. You know, Pastor, when I had my heart issue, you, you and I were talking one day and you're like, Tom, you just need to start praising God for your heart problem. And I was like, oh, I need to get that book. And I got that book, and I, and I used to keep them here in this campus back there. But I, I give that book out so much mm. because it's just, I mean, you know, Pastor, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Right? Was griping going to help? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. Right. So, why, so, so it, it is the thing that changed my perspective on my heart condition. Now I look back, that moment took a dog leg in so many areas of my life that I don't know what I would have done without it. But it yeah. didn't seem like a blessing at the time until mm-hmm. I started praising God for that in my life. And, and it turned out to, but it was that very book. Yeah. And you know what? I heard someone say, I was listening to a bunch of Thanksgiving sermons this week. And they said, when we give praise to God in bad situations, it takes the sting out of them. Mm. And it really does. Yeah. Uh, well, and it's in this culture, I think where uh, most people's mindset is focused on what we don't have and what we're missing out on. And if you're able to develop a mindset of being thankful and a heart of thankfulness and you're constantly reminding yourself of what you do have or you're praising God for the thing that's even hard, um, it changes who you are. Because if you're constantly, you know, we're marketed to 24-7. You don't have this or you don't have that or you need this. You don't have that's why credit card debt's so high. I was talking to Bill Ritchie this past week and he's talking about um, we're bringing back uh, financial peace because people's credit cards, you know, yeah, are through the roof. That. People's, um, you know, people have overextended themselves because they live in a mindset of what they don't have. Well, and when you live I, in that I thankfulness you, I mindset. I think you yeah. nailed it. Um, I think it used to be 80s, 90s. I think, I think it used to be like the focus was possessions. Like right. I, I don't have as much as my neighbor. I sure. think now it is focused on, I don't have the experiences as my neighbor. Well, and it's, that's and good. It's, and yeah. Like you said, they're it's missing changed. out. You feel and, FOMO, and so, right? Yeah. Well, what's interesting is I'm thinking about it. I was like, I was like every single weekend, like somebody plans something. I remember, I remember back in the day, like it, most weekends you didn't have anything planned. Right. So you just hung out at home. Yeah, you know? yeah. but, but or like, it was an adventure. Like, Hey guys, we're going to go do this. Randomly. Yeah. But now yeah. it's like the younger, the younger generation is like, oh, we have to have something every I, Friday, every Saturday, every Sunday. I'm like, dude, like uh-huh. let's slow down. I call let's my, slow yeah. down. I can't do all this. I always call my daughters much. and my yeah. son-in-law after church Wednesdays and Sundays. So I called Taylor yesterday. She goes, Hey dad. And I go, how are you doing? She goes, I'm a little stressed. I go, really? What for? She goes, I already had a friend giving this morning. I got one this afternoon. I got a baby shower tonight. I go, wow. Yeah. And she goes, and I did go to church. I was like, wow, okay, great. Too much. Yeah, but I'm just saying, she, yeah. she sounded stressed. Yeah, yeah. Just, I was like, that wow. stress me out. Yeah. That, you know, I mean, be, be cheerful when you get to these places. Seriously, Tom. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Like, oh, she was. Young people, like, it's like, even our kids right now, they're growing up. Hey, dad, what do we have planned for tonight? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. You can go play with your toys right now. You can go, uh, you can draw. But we have you to learn to be draw. draw. <laughs> learn to be creative, Josh. Here's a pencil. Let's be creative. And what Tom said, you know, if we don't plan our time, then somebody else will plan it for us. Uh, we have to have boundaries. Well, I'm going to start planning and, uh, uh, I, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I do nothing. 
<laughs> but let's let's say we're invited to three things in 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 two days. Uh, you got to get creative and say, hey, you know what? I would like to make your shower a Kent, and you don't have to tell them the reason why. But then turn around and send them a gift card to Starbucks or something. Say, I appreciate you, and I'm so sorry just, I couldn't just make say, it. That's just really say, nice. Just, just, just tell them, hey, I, I, I would love to go, but I can't make it. My pastor said I don't have to tell you why. I want to reflect on something here. We're made in God's image, and we're talking about the power of praise. Now, we're not praising God for the awful circumstances. We're not praising God that someone uh, hit us in our car and and did a lot of damage, and now we're going to have a lot of inconveniences because of that. We're not praising Him for it. We're praising Him in the midst of it, Mm. that He can turn it around and make something good out of it. That's good. It refocuses our attention. But let me me say this. We're made in God's image. Uh, If your kids, Josh or Vince, you have little kids, if your kids come up, and you over, or let's say they come up to you. Let's just say you overhear a conversation and they're telling a friend, they're saying, you know what? My birthday party is going to be so great Wednesday. Why is it going to be so great? Because my dad's in charge of it. And when my dad's in charge, he will make this birthday party one of the greatest birthday parties. Now, if you overheard that, would that motivate you? Oh, I'd be so excited. Yeah. <laughs> You'd yeah. make it better I'd than make probably it better what than it was. It was. I, I, and yeah, I would make sure that it was set up really nice. Yeah, for and, and, sure. And we're made in God's image. Yeah, yeah. And when God has to to get emotionally high when he hears us telling people, I don't know what I'm going to do, but my God's God will come through for me. I love that. Praise God. I know he will. Mm. I know he will. God will come through for me. Yep. Even when I was, uh, you know, diagnosed with a second cancer that could kill me. And by the way, I was really thrilled. I got another blood test this week. And this whole year, and, and I, I don't know if God's used it or not. I give him all the glory. But since I've been doing these 72-hour fasts, my blood has went like 41, 39, 42, 38, where it used to just go up in pretty large mm-hmm. amounts. It's not doing anything. And I give God all the praise and the glory for that. But what I'm saying to you is that we were made in his image. And, and uh, one of the words that a sister in the church gave to me that I believe was really from God was when she told me at the very precise time I asked for something from her, uh, she said, because you acknowledge God, he'll hear all your prayers. And I took that to mean that God says, when you make ground, making me big to everybody, when you go around bragging about me to everybody, then I'm obligated to even give you bigger God stories because that blesses me. Again, why does God want to be praised? Is it because he has a big ego and needs to be fed? Mm. No. He says, I want you to praise me and give me glory and give me honor so that people will see that I'm a good God and they'll come to me because in reality, I'm their only hope. I'm their only hope. Mm. They have to come to me. Mm. And uh, so anyway, uh, Luke 17, 13 through 16, we have 10 lepers that uh, come to Jesus as he's making his way to Jerusalem. And they ask to be healed and he, he heals them. And so he says, go show yourself to the priest. And you know this story. They all take off, but only one comes back. And he falls down at the feet of Jesus and said, thank you. Thank you. And they throw into the text one little line here. And I think it's very important to see these sentences that kind of stand out and said, by the way, he was a Samaritan. He was an outcast. He was somebody that in the eyes of the Pharisees and the religious people that day, he didn't deserve favor from God. Mm. And that little line was thrown in there. He came back, he bowed down 
and thank the Lord for healing him. And the Lord says, okay, go your way now. Your faith has made you whole. Now, he didn't say that to the other guys. The other nine, they were just cleansed. Mm. But this guy's faith made him whole. And, and that word whole is sozo in the Greek. And it means to, to uh, be whole. It means to be continually saved. It means to continually be rescued. Mm. And I think what the Lord was saying out of many things here is this. He was saying this man is going to enter a lifestyle. Yeah. That doesn't just consist of one healing. It consists right. of a lifestyle of healings because he understands something I want everyone to understand. That's good. That he is a recipient of undeserved favor, grace. Mm. He was a Samaritan, so he understood this very well. I'm the least person here that should be blessed. But I realize that you give grace, and that's undeserved favor. Now, mm -hmm. if he digests that thought all throughout the rest of his life, he will boldly come to the throne room of grace mm. to get help in the time of need. Do you know how many Christians in the church today will not come to God boldly, unashamedly, say, I need you right now because they feel dirty, they feel filthy, mm. they feel right. unworthy. So this dude here, he was digesting the thought of grace. And he says, because of that grace, you will not only get this cleansing, you'll get many cleansings because you're going to be whole from that. So yeah, I, I was just, I was yeah. just thinking about not all that, but you put it in perspective. <laughs> um, I was just thinking about this idea of you've taught us this boldness of coming to God. Like, like he, like he's actually our father. Like we're yes. actually his kids. Yes. And I think now that I'm a dad, you know, I think about my kids and I think, of course, like it doesn't matter if they've been bad all day. If they come to me, uh, I'm going to want to give them all mm -hmm. I can within, you know, it, within. Right. You know, and, and isn't there a two part here? Because as you go to God boldly and he does something, there's a second part which is played out in that story. And yeah. you just said it. How much more does it bless you when your kids say thank you? And, and, and yes. think, you know, yes. there again, there's a yes. verse I always love. It's in Hebrews 13, 15. It says, through, though, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of the lips that openly profess his name. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need to say it out loud. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. you, I mean, it's, it's great to receive something for God, but how many times do you sit there in your car and go, God, thank you? Well, well Because that's, I, you've, you've taught us that, Pastor, that it's a relationship. And if you're there and somebody was there, wouldn't you say thank you? And why not say thank you to God? Yeah. Be, and, and if it's just you and him in the car, who yeah. cares? But there is yeah. something that, it does for yourself do, do, do by you, being grateful. I know you probably do. But again, think of Psalms 50, 23, the first phrase, but giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Tom, yes. some of our people listening might not be accustomed to this, but I know at least once or twice weekly, if not a lot more, I just come to God and say, I don't want, want anything today. Mm -hmm. I just want to say thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Right. Thank you yeah. for everything. Let me ask you a question. Well, look, before okay. you do that, I just want to okay. make one more comment on what you, you guys are talking about here. Um, when my kids come to me and they need something, let's say they've been a little mischievous today, <laughs> right? And they've, they've just been running us ragged all day, but then they come to us. I don't look at them and say, I don't, I don't tally up what they've done and what they haven't done. I right. don't, I don't think you deserve this or you don't deserve this. Mm -hmm. I think of course I'm going to take care of you because you're my kid. There That's you the reason. Yes. And, and, and I think that we, we miss that with God. Mm -hmm. 
we miss that fact that we come to him and he's like, you're my kid. Of yeah. course, I'm going to mm-hmm. take care of you. Of course, I'm going to, you know, there you go. And, and that's just it. That boldness of coming to God and asking for everything. He wants that. Yes. Like he desires yes. that. Because it's a two phrase phase, right? God, we're asking God to do something when he does it. We wouldn't feel right without saying thank you. Yeah. No. And having a grateful no. You know heart what it comes down to? Or gratitude. You know what it comes down to? Most people come to God as if he's a stranger. Yeah. Not as he, not as if he's actually family. Okay, here's a, I'll go a little mm. deeper here. They don't say thank you because many of them don't acknowledge the fact that God was the source behind that blessing. Yeah, right. That, that is so right. true, Pastor. And I love it when you've always taught us to pray with specifics hmm. because when God answers yeah. the prayer, right. you go like, holy smokes. I love that too because you, you talk about the lepers, how many of them left and thought, oh, may, maybe Jesus did that. You know, like me, like I'm healed now. Maybe, maybe that was God or maybe it was coincidence. You know, well, the devil many, will sure take credit right, for it. For sure. But, how, <laughs> yeah. but the fact that he came back and was said, no, like God, like you, you know, like I'm so thankful. And, and the, the question you have to ask is, is thankfulness learned or is it a natural byproduct of who we are? Do we have to learn to have a, a heart of thankfulness? Because it's you look a, at that story and you think mm-hmm. about, you think about people in church, right? They come to church and they have these one-off moments with God. I love this leper. So now I'm stuck there. Sorry. I like my mind's blown from that. I haven't, I've never heard you say that before, but you have that story of these 10 guys and you have the one guy that comes back. There was something that's learned in that because it's like, you have people that come in the church for the first time. They have this experience with God. God does something. They raise their hand for salvation and then they leave. But then some of them stick and they have these moments with God. Like you said, they're whole. They have, they have this continue where God continues to have these moments with them. I think and some people don't. Proper expectations come in the form of understanding the relationship. And so what I mean by that is um, if I know that God really does care for me, mm-hmm. then I am going to expect him to, to come through. Right? But did you have right. to learn to be thankful? Did you have to learn that? I, learn I think that? you learn the relationship aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You learn to know someone. Mm-hmm. You learn to understand who they are in relation to you. Mm-hmm. And I, as you do that, then everything else kind of falls into place. But you know, you don't, it's not like you, I, I don't think you just sit there and read the Bible and go, okay, I believe this is true. You right, read right. the Bible and you apply it to a relationship that you have with God. And, mm-hmm. and if that, again, like I, I've said it so many times, like, like the Bible alone isn't enough. It's not. It's the Bible with faith. It's the Bible with an understanding of who God is. With it's the, a Bi- the Bible yeah. with the Holy Spirit. It's the Bible with the relationship with God. Like if you don't have the two connected together, it's just like a cell phone that hasn't been connected to a charger. It really is. Right. Right. It's isn't isn't there a lot of it though based on our 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 view, our perspective of God. Uh, for example, let me ask you guys a question. Uh, do you really believe? as God's kids, that God is the ultimate source of you having a good marriage. He, he's behind that. Yes. Do you think he's the ultimate source of your health, yes. having a healthy body? It's a, it's Do an you interesting... think he's the ultimate source behind all of these things? Yes. It's, right. inter- it's an interesting question because if that's the case, then why do we work on our marriages? Why do we do, you know what I mean? So it's like, I, I think that at this point in my life, I would say 100% God has done it all. Yeah. But what I, what I didn't realize before was that God put the desire in my heart to work. He put the desire in and and he gave me the things to do. Well, you're hitting the nail on the head right now. So he gets the praise and glory. You know, I think it's a relationship because I don't think anybody who comes to Christ, I'm just going to throw this out there that comes to Christ appreciates what Jesus did on the cross. Right. 
I mean, yeah. because, I, you know, I mean, you come to God and you go, oh my gosh, I mean, yes, I want that. Then you start to maybe see the movie Passion of the Christ mm-hmm. and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, that whole period of the, the of, of the, the scourging, the, the humiliation, then the nails being pounded in his hand and his feet. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, then you think about that and you go, wow. Tom, even on a much smaller level, could you imagine if there's a bunch of bullies at your kid's school when they're little and you just said, I'm going to, I'm just going to let my kid just go in there in the midst of those bullies and let them <laughs> just bully him like crazy. Like, would you do that? Yeah. But that's what God did on a much larger level. Yeah. Right. He allowed the bullies to bully to the point where there was yeah. a, there was a win in that. There's like a right. sacrifice well, you, you in know, that. You know, what, I, what I love about it, you know, and that's why I think everybody out there needs to be in a good Bible teaching mm-hmm. church. And I'm thankful. Mm-hmm. I'll say this on the air to you, pastor. I'm thankful for your obedience to answering the call in your life, because I do believe it has set, would you say tens of thousands of people free, Josh? Mm-hmm. And, and so as you so, did that, you've taught yeah, us, way more. you've taught us a practical way to come to God because we see God, the father Son Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, and I think as I look at God and giving Him a credit for being the one that sustains my marriage is because I have the Holy Spirit that is the helper, not the doer. Well, thank you, Tom. I really appreciate that comment. But going back to even our health, uh, right now I, I do believe that God turned me on to this seventy-two hour fasting thing, and it's helping. But He's the source. Mm-hmm. For example, is He talking to any of us about our health right now? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, this week even, uh, I set some boundaries because he's spoken to me before. I, I, I'm i not going to eat anything bad until I give myself uh, the boundary that on Wednesday at noon, I can eat all I want until Thursday night. After that, it's done. It's finished. Nothing before, nothing after. But I give God that praise because like you said, Josh, in Philippians 2.13, it's God who's always putting these thoughts in our minds. And I was saying that to say this. If it's God behind our health talking to us, okay, remember, he can't be our Savior if he's not our Lord. A Savior depicts someone that goes around saving other people all the time. He can't do that if we're not listening to him and obeying him. So we do have our role. So this made me think of something really interesting, okay? I was watching a movie um, about the opioid crisis oh okay which, yeah. which which one it's called um uh, one nation under stress is what okay. it's called it's actually about stress but this portion of it is about the opi- opioid crisis and this doctor um he he gets on there and he says that one of the issues is that some somewhere along the line the medical community decided that no one should have to suffer and this is why we created these pain pills this is why we give you know pills out right. for everything and so the idea that i took from that was of course you're supposed to suffer uh, right to, to an extent right yeah and you're supposed to have some of that in your life and you have to learn coping skills you have to yeah. learn how to push through you have to learn how to survive you have to learn how to live right and it's a good thing i'm seeing the exact same thing dad happening with anxiety think about this yeah okay in with anxiety we're telling right now we are communicating to the world that you should or to the united states yeah. in our culture we're in the western c- culture we're communicating that you should have zero stress yeah but that's not true no. you should have some stress you should have some anxiety yeah. right um and and what's funny about you talking about god speaking to you this is where i'm going to connect it 
you, God speaking to you can come in the form of anxiety. It yeah, can. It can. It really can. Because if you're anxious about something, that could be the Holy Spirit telling you to be cautious about something, to change your ways, to change your behavior a little bit. So a little bit of anxiety is actually really not a bad thing. Because oh, my daughter, okay, here's a good example. My daughter comes to me, and I'm spiritual, so you know, take this with a grain of salt. But she comes to me randomly the other day, and she says, Daddy, I had a dream that you ran me over. And mm. it was, and it was Christmas mm. and it was Christmas. What? And so, and so I just randomly, right. This happens. So yeah. I realized I have a bad habit. I open my gate in my, uh, with my, uh, electric gate in my house or my driveway, I open it and then I, I drive out. And then as I'm driving out, I push the button to close and I speed up right there wow. so that my gate closes. Wow. And I thought about that and it bothered me th- for three days straight. And wow. I thought, you know what? I need to change that habit. Wow. Whether now whether I'm not saying that that that, right. that was prophetic. I'm not saying anything else. I'm just saying that God spoke through that little girl to tell me to Ooh. be more careful. Ooh. You know what, Josh? Let, let's let's let's. And if I'm on anti-anxiety meds and I'm like trying to block right. all the anxiety, you would have said you would have thought I nothing thought of it. A yeah. Thing about it. Yeah. Okay. These opioids cause constipation. Well, yeah, that's, that's not, that's not <laughs> no, I could take that down a road right now. I could take that down a road. But going back to what you said, Josh, read the Old Testament. Oh, oh yeah. The Jewish people gave God the credit for almost everything that happened. Mm. I mean, just a regular situation would happen, regular in our eyes, and they'd go, God meant it that way. God was in that. God defeated us. Yeah. God gave us right. victory. On, on. Now, okay, Josh, you are defining the exact way that I've taught for years, that could be God a lot. So what I'm trying to say er, earlier, what I was, what I I was trying to say, if we see God as the source behind all these things, are we going to have a difficult time on Sunday morning when we have that 20 minutes set aside to praise him? Mm -hmm. Not at all, because I believe it's possible he could have saved one of your girls' lives yes. mm. by giving that word to you. At the very, at the very least, or somebody else's. He life. was telling me to be careful. Yes. Well, you know, but that's right. the way yeah. he works. At the very that's least, the way he yeah. moves. Yeah. You, know, you said Old Testament, and, and I was talking talking about giving uh, verbal uh, communication to God. Joshua two nine says, "With shouts of grateful praise, will um, I will sacrifice to you." What I have vowed, I will make good. Mm-hmm. I will say salvation like comes from the Lord. So what you're saying, I mean, it yeah. all ties because, you know, Joshua's going, I'm going to shout grateful praises yeah. to you. Right. And I'm going to yeah. do Amen. what I vowed to do. But Josh, right. what you said, what you just said, I mean, it defines the whole thing. He can't be our savior unless he's our Lord. Yeah. And he wants to save us all the time from these things. And that means you got to listen. Again, and do right. not yeah. just listen. Yeah. Do right. I? I, I, wrote, I did something today on the way over here, and I'm not ashamed of it. But I, I do kind of like uh, a country music, and uh, you know, and I was listening to a song by Randy Travis, <laughs> and, and let me let me kind of one of brief, the OGs. Yeah, let, let me. He's a Christian. Yeah. Let me brief this before I uh, uh, read you the lyrics of this song. I give God all the praise and the glory that I'm still married to a wonderful woman today because I came just an inch on several occasions of ruining this marriage and not having it. And so with that in mind, that I give God all the praise and the glory for that, here, here's the lyrics. I told you so. It says, suppose I called you up tonight and told you that I love you. And suppose I said, I want to come back home. 
And suppose I cried and said, I think I finally learned my lesson and I'm tired of spending all my time alone. If I told you that I realized you're all I ever wanted and it's killing me to be so far away, would you tell me that you love me too? And would we cry together or would you simply laugh at me and say, I told you so, I told you so. I told you someday you'd come crawling back and asking me to take you in. I told you so, but you had to go. But now I found somebody new and you'll never break my heart in two again. Wow. Now that song, that could have been my song. That could have been my lyrics. I could have written that. But I give yeah. God all the praise and the glory that he saved my marriage yeah. and brought me to a place where I'm at today. And so we've got to learn that it's not difficult in the proper situation. As an example, uh, 20 minutes on Sunday morning that we praise God, it's not hard for me to mm. lift my hands if I have the proper context and praise him and thank him for my marriage, mm-hmm. for my success, for my finances, for my health. That's good. No, I agree. That's so. really good. Well, with that, I mean, we could probably can go forever, <laughs> but, uh, you know, why don't you guys, if you're in your car, if you're, it's just long drive, take the conversation further. You yeah. guys continue talking about this. Yeah. What are you guys thankful for? Yes. Uh, yes. You know, talk to your family members, let your, let your wife, husbands, let your wives know how thankful you are for them. That's true. Wives, That's let good. your husbands know. You know, I started uh, watching, kids, I, was, start, I started watching Duck Dynasty again, old reruns. And you know how they will not end a show without praying. Mm. And the whole family, a word, a word's worth a thousand, mm. a picture's worth a thousand words. When you see them going off the air, the whole family, there's like 30 of them. Mm. They've all got their heads bowed. All the kids are, the grown kids are Christians. And usually feel sometimes uh, one of the others will offer a prayer of thanks to God as they go off the air. Go for it. And that's what I want to see happen on this Thanksgiving for everybody out there. Mm. I'm sorry, I butted in no, last thing. In with a prayer. You should do that. Yeah. Do it right now? Yeah, do it for, just, for everyone. Tom, do you want to say anything before we go off? No, I'm good. Okay. Vince, you okay? No, I'm just, uh, you got me thinking about Duck Dynasty and you got me a <laughs> quell call. And I'm thinking, I get, I've get i been getting good at my quell call, just so you know. So I got I, he brought out his quell call and he was super impressive with it. And I couldn't even get mine going. So I had to practice. So now I'm, I'm excited to show you how good I've got with the quell call. Good. You got so, it down. I got it. Well, just Father God, yeah. Thanksgiving is in two days. Please help us to set a time aside to thank you for everything you've done. Lord, you've done so much, and we didn't actually see you do it, but we know you did do it. And so we're thankful for the things that we're not even cognizant of because you do save us on a regular basis, and we give you all the praise and thanks Mm. for our good marriages. And even if it's a bad marriage, we still give you thanks because you're going to do something good if we keep our eyes on you. Thank you for everything. Help us to not be ungrateful this Thursday and every day after. Help us to always set a time aside, but especially this week, to give you special thanks for everything you've done. We don't want to take everything for granted. You're truly a good God. Give us a great day. Let us have fun. Let us enjoy our family. And let us have at least a five-minute time where we give you thanks and give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Happy Thanksgiving. You got your mama sunshine. You got your daddy.